Hello, welcome to Us War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Uh, today we're looking at event results from around the world. It's the 28th of March. 28th of March. And <laughs> we've got some great Age of Sigmar event results to look at. Let's look at the first one right now. And it is really impressive. So over in Poland, they had the GT Lods Age of Sigmar event. It had 43 players playing. And you can find all of the lists of the links, uh, all the links to the list, sorry, in the show notes below if you want to now Mateus here or as featured in the chat Z's um won the event he went 5-0 with the hosts of Slanesh the hosts of Slanesh which is amazing and his list is and he went 5-0 and he had an incredibly tough run he beat Thunder Lizard Seraphon in his final round he beat Marathi in the Bow Snakes in round four he beat Kragnos and a bunch of Ogres in round three he beat 30 sentinels um uh for 30 sentinels and three wind spirits for lumineth realm lords and he also beat um nurgle and a bunch of puskoil blight lords in round one so an incredible run for a bit of a genius in my opinion so this is mateus and in his list he had a heat knights of sinesh list so he had invaders was his army type and his sub faction was lurid haze his grand strategy was beastmaster which is really useful because he did have three monsters um he had bellacor sigvald Sinessa, and then he had three units of 11 bliss barb archers he had one chimera and he had five slick blade seekers and five seekers all in a one drop now lucky enough to have z's in the chat talking to us and letting us know exactly what happened at this event and he was told us that he was summoning about 800 to a thousand points per game of extra stuff generally tend to summon uh, whatever he thought was useful at the time whether it be demonettes or indeed chariots which was uh pretty pretty impressive pretty impressive i'm not gonna lie uh he's obviously got three monsters in his list so he's able to achieve uh run three models uh sorry run three monsters and get the battle tactic there savage spearhead he sounds like he played some very aggressive games um so he was always very aggressive with bellacore bellacore was key in his win against uh, marathi and the bow stake shutting them down for over two turns um or he he neutered them turn one because they were out of range and then turn two turned them off and then killed marathi uh the deep striking that you can achieve uh because he was lurid haze meant he was able to put sigvald off board which meant he was able with that plus three inches to charge he was able to charge in with sigvald and charge into the uh the sentinels uh, over a double and kill over 17 of them which was quite good the chimera is really really fast he's able to get in and do a bunch of damage as well um and also the slick blades are really uh, fast so incredibly impressive performance uh in this one drop sinesh list run by mateus over in poland and i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be surprised uh to see mateus name up here again because this army isn't an army that's doing overly well as you can see if you go and look at the age of sigmar stat center which is on the honest wargamer.com thank you to ziggy and rob for putting it out there and making this so this is always up to date uh games workshop use this for their not only for their stats they also use it for their balancing mechanic so they look at these stats when they're deciding how to change points uh, for units or change things in upcoming faqs in fact even the battle scroll with the monster hunting uh ability to get priority targets and prime hunters was uh, all based off using these stats so this is the stats resource for competitive age sigma around the world if you want to go and check them out and they're all free to look at thanks to ziggy and rob 
So if we just take a quick look and look at Sinesh, you'll see that they only have a 37% win rate in this top right-hand corner. So the fact that they beat some of the biggest threats on the board is incredible. It is really, really good. He beat Thunder Lizard in round five. And if we just go and look at our current stats at the moment, you'll see um, for Age of Sigmar 3.1, this is uh, really important uh, to go look at that, over 36 tournaments, although we are in 3.2, but right now I'll... Can I click both? I can multi-select, can't I? Yeah, there we go. Um, uh, you'll see that uh, Seraphon have a 58% win rate, and he beat them. Daughters of Cain have a 56% win rate, and he beat them as well, which is really, really impressive. Luminath Realm Lords have only got 49% win rate now, um, so he's able to beat those as well. But for an army that's at the bottom of this ranking here, 35% win rate, so they're right at the bottom, to be able to beat some of the big bads and go 5-0 is incredible work. So a huge congratulations. Like, and this does award Mateus our half decent player of the week award. Okay, let's look at the four ones from this event as well. So Jakob with his Stormcast Eternals went four one. Let's see what's in his list. Uh right here. We're also gonna look at Zemix list with his Seraphon, Pablo with his Seraphon, and Piotr with his Daughters of Cain, which we already know is Marathi and the Bow Snakes, and Kuba who we think also is the Sentinels. So Jakob was running Stormcast Eternals with three Night Herauders. Hello. Uh, three Night Herauders. What the heck? A general uh, Night Herauder with, who's got the Arcane Tome and the Master of Magic. Please, please do all of our reads in the chat. Um, uh, massive news to Randy in the chat. Like Massive love to Randy in the chat. I can't believe that's Randy's in the chat. I'm recording this now. It's a disaster. Um, uh, 10 Judicators with Boltstorm Crossbows. Oh my god. The internet is leaking. Oh my god. Dennis. Dennis was the first. Dennis, the prime progenitor. Dennis. Over here in the UK, there's a gentleman called Dennis, and Dennis was the first to put those Boltstorm Crossbows into effect. And now they are everywhere. 10 Judicators with Boltstorm Crossbows. Another... Uh, two units of five Judicators with Boltstorm Crossbows. He's also obviously got the Thunderbolt Volley. That is so many shots. And then one, two, three, four, five, five, five Stormstrike Chariots going 4-1. This is amazing. This is an amazing list. So he will have shot off all of the screens with the Boltstorm Crossbows because they do so many shots. For every hit they do, they generate an additional hit, like uh, the, an additional wound dice for every hit, not every six, every hit that they do, right? And then he charges and do all the mortal wounds with the Stormstrike Chariots. Absolutely amazing. And do the Herauders give run and charge? I hope the Herauders give run and charge still. I'm not sure if they, they stopped it, but they might still. Herauders. I really hope that they still get run in charge. No, they don't. In your shooting face pick one terrain feature, hold within 18 inches unit, roll a dice for each unit within three inches. That terrain feature and two up, but they suffer D3 more wounds. What? And he's running three. What? He once told me he has charged so that good. <laughs> okay, I'll get it cooked up. Um, this is crazy. Okay, so he can blow up three. I guess I guess this works quite nicely into Seraphon, right? Around the the or Lumineth, around the terrain piece, you could just pick it and toot it three times with a Night Herauder. Um, 
He also has the Underworld Warband. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Obviously, Stormcrack Chariots, when they charge... Sorry. Stormstrike Chariots, when they charge, they do mortal wounds when they charge in, basically. Uh, so they're really effective at doing that. Um, there were some mad geniuses at Tony, I agree. Thunderbolt, uh, adjudicators with bots on crossbows, you really need to go look up. They do some incredible stuff. Okay, amazing. So that list went 4-1. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Zimic had a Seraphon Thunder Lizard Army. He had a Stegodon with Skink Chief. Uh, he had a Skink Priest. He had a Slan, Engine of the Gods, a Skink Priest. He had 10 Skinks, 10 more Skinks, 10 more Skinks, and then two Salamanders, and a Bastildon with, um, with the Solar Engine. Now, we've seen this list do really well previously at events. Uh, so it's a bit of a classic, although you don't often see both the Stegodon with Skink Chief and the Engine of the Gods, but it's both. Um, uh, so, like, pretty good. Ultimately, pretty good. Uh, and we've seen it do really well at events before. Pablo, Seraphon, Thunder Lizard, Engine of the Gods, Skink Priest, Skink Priest, Skink Priest, Skink Starseer, a Slan, three lots of ten Skinks, and then a storm, two Stormstrike Chariot allies, and then two Salamanders and a Bastildon with Solar Engine. Everyone in Poland loves a Stormstrike Chariot. What the hell? Are they all listening to James on the Honest Wargamer? As you guys will know, James from the Honest Wargamer has been a bit of a pioneer of the Stormstrike Chariot meta, and uh, they're all over the place. Incredible stuff. Amazing. Uh, Peter took Marathi in the Bow Snakes, as we talked about previously, um, with his Daughters of Cain. And then Kuba was running his Alumnia, Lumineth Realm Lords, with a Wind Mage, a Venari Lord Regent, Severith, two units of Hurricane Wind Spirits, 30 Sentinels, and two lots of 10 Wardens. So uh, a bit of a classic there. Uh, and that's everything from that Polish event. Truthfully, feels like an event made up of legends. Mateusz, who's in the chat, just super 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 cool great to see him doing so well with them Jakob, um uh, like doing really fun doing really well with that really interesting stormcast list maybe one of the most interesting stormcast lists i've seen if it wasn't for mateus doing so well i'd be like this is really really cool uh, a bunch of bolt storm crossbows and also stormstrike chariot so amazing stuff yeah what a brilliant brilliant event so this is poland if you get a chance to go there go go check out their events that was gt lots wow um Okay, traveling over to Adepticon, there was 180 players playing at Adepticon, but the tournament organizers weren't using any sort of digital software for tracking the information for the event. Uh, so we don't know at the Stat Center, and I don't think the world will ever know exactly who did well and who didn't do well. But we do know that Emma won best overall at Adepticon, which... I think is like a mixture of gaming results where I think she went 5-0 with a Nurgle list and also maybe hobby results, which sickens me that we're talking about hobby results on the stat center, but there you go. Um, uh, boomers forever, I think, uh, Adepticon. But massive congratulations to Emma. Uh, there was 180 people in attendance. So I imagine, so uh, let's just do some quick dirty maths. 90, 45, 17 and a half, uh, Eight, four. So there'll be like four people who went 5-0. Like, roughly. Yeah, so we don't... But we don't know who they are. But congratulations to them. Um, so some quick dirty maths on that. Uh, but Emma, who's one of the people who went 5-0, uh, took this list. She took Maggie and Nurgle, Filthbringers, and she took Blowbrot Spawn, all got Steam and Spew, Festus, and then she brought the Triple Rot Coven Rockbringer Sorcerer. So she took the where you take all three Rockbringer Sorcerers in the Rock Coven, very much like you get a shiver in the uh, Eidneth Deepkin. 
Um, and then she's got two lots of five future blight kings, ten plague bearers, three nurglings, and she's got the Horogast, and she's got the shards of Valagar uh, in a battle regiment, and a command entourage, and then hunters in the heartlands. Uh, so the blight kings are in hunters of the heartlands, which is really important for them because they probably want to be doing all out defense, uh, maybe all out attack as well, but they definitely don't want to be roared, so they can't do actions uh, or command abilities, which is really key. The rock ring, the rock ring of sorcerer covered, sorry, is able to do a lot of depravity points at range. Um, and start ticking on those mortal wounds, which are more effective than I think we initially gave them credit for, for dropping mortal wounds on units, especially early doors. There's a kind of a ticking clock on all these units and they do end up dying. Uh, Festus also really good for being able to do something quite similar. Um, uh, and then Blobe is in there as well. Uh, uh, so this list, so I'm hearing in the chat, this list may have gone 4-1. Again, we don't know. We don't know. The only reason I really mention it is because I feel like I really should. I, I want to talk about the event results from Adepticon. I want to talk about the players. I want to talk about their achievements. I want to applaud their achievements, just like I do with all of the events from events that we host around the world. Uh, not host, that we do coverage of around the world. We'd love to put them onto the stats, but we can't do any of those things. So it'd be really great to see the event organizers of Adepticon start using... I was really good there. Start using digital means of gathering information because then that helps their players have the kind of like chat afterwards about their lists and stuff that they get to talk about uh like swaggy shadow sword in the chat who's a lovely fella who i know went to uh high ground gt uh, and he went 5-0 with his uh ocr bone reapers list i think or a list um yeah overall winner lost round one weird okay but anyway Thanks to the Twitch chat for, for giving me some info. Shout out to Emma. Shout out to everyone who did well. Shout out to whoever did win. Whoever went 5-0, whoever went 4-1, whoever played and had a good time. Shout out to all of you. I hope you had a good time. Over in Liverpool, the home of the lovely Richie McCallie and the Just Play group of people at the Just Play Gaming Store somewhere in Liverpool. Liverpool. If you go to Liverpool or you're near Liverpool, you should go to Just Play Games. They're nice people. I think you can also buy merchandise off them. And also, maybe, I think, uh, miniatures and paint and other such things. I'm not sponsored by them. I just think they're nice guys. The event was won by, uh, they had 22 players, by the way, at this five round Age of Sigma 2000 point game uh, event. Uh, it was won by JP the Pope Stevens of Team England fame. If you haven't listened uh, to the Six Nations coverage, which you can go and watch on the T-Sports Network, where you can see the Pope play against Greg, 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 uh, in one of the greatest games of Warhammer I've ever seen. Uh, JP is just a treasure to play on the tabletop. Uh, he's a lovely human being, and he went 5-0 with his Lumineth Realm Lords. So let's see what was in his list. He was running Helon. He had a Hurricane Wind Mage, he had a Venari Lord Regent, and he had Severith, Lord of the Seven Winds. Then he had two lots of 10 Wardens, 30 sentinels and then 10 wind charges and then one other wind spirit normally you see two wind spirits but in this case he's only got the one wind spirit in his list and it was all in a battle regiment yeah uh, uh we're hearing in the chat from rob who is one of our stats professionals jp shot me off in two turns i killed one model and then he rallied it back <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, here you can see. Now, we've learned already from Poland that it really needs Sinesh to deal with the um, the Luminous Realm Lords threat. So Rob was running his Sobrant Grave Lords. Uh, but AP, anyway, JP went 5-0. He should be really proud of himself. 
uh, and massive congratulations to him. In the 4-1 bracket, you have Paul Bowden with his Stormcast Eternals, and he was running Science of the Storm, so he wasn't running Stormkeep. Uh, and he had a Nitroconis, a Lord Relictor with Translocation. Then he had two lots, of, sorry, three lots of two Storm Drake Guard, and then he had six Vanguard uh, Raptors with Longstrike Crossbows. Um, uh, and that's his whole list. That's his whole list. So dragons and a relictor and some long strikes, giving up all of those prime target points, which means he definitely dropped a game because of the uh, the prime target points, because all of his army is basically worth um, uh, prime targets. And then Michael Wilding uh, went four one as well with his cities of Sigmar list. He had Hammer Hall, so he had Anointed, uh, which is uh, like uh, a, a, a not normally you see an anointed on a phoenix this is an anointed on foot anointed on flamesfire phoenix and the celestine prime hammer of sigma 30 phoenix guard 20 phoenix guard another 20 phoenix guard all in a battle regiment so this is an army of four up ward save so ignoring a lot of mortal wounds which is really good 30 phoenix guard still got 60 attacks threes and threes rend one damage one so that's really really strong celestine prime is really good on the fight in Hammers of Sigmar as well, he's also going to get... Uh, sorry, in Hammer Hall. Sorry, he's, he's in Hammer Hall. Uh, he's going to get all of those uh, sub-faction legions abilities, which are going to be really effective, especially on the Phoenix Guard, right? Uh, so genuinely, genuinely uh, a really, really solid list. Like, because that's... Dude, that's 70 Phoenix Guard. <laughs> like, that's, that's a... That's, 74 up ward saves that you got to make basically um amazing and then it's all minus no he's got the flame spire phoenix huh he didn't it's not minus one to wound that's really interesting that's really fun um uh so and the command abilities of the anointed is rerolling to hit and rerolling to wound um so that's going to be very effective on those units as well so amazing amazing stuff so yeah, that's everything that happened at. Um, uh, that's everything that made, that's everything that happened at the Justice Series GT. Some people in the chat just pointing out very quickly also that the Anointed of Flames by Phoenix also means you miss out on the battle tactic because it comes back to life. So even if you attack it, like as in bring it down, like kill a monster, if it comes back to life, you won't get the battle tactic, which is pretty rough um and a really lovely piece of nice piece of tech which you can also do with incandescent retresses in a seraphon army which i think is really fun so okay that's everything that happened in that event um and looks like a fun event and you should go and play there if you get the opportunity to so over at the shropshire slaughter shropshire slaughter um <laughs> organized by lewis uh, we had 26 players playing and the event was won by james fields going 5-0 with his sons of behemoth list he also mixed it up though a little bit he had two gate breakers one with the enchanted portcullis and one with the amulet of destiny meaning they both had a six up ward but he also took kragnos in his list as well so kragnos two gate breakers running forward and then kragnos don't forget gives destruction units a 3d6 charge so those gate breakers are able to go well, they don't actually run sorry moving forward charging on 3d6 giving them a really large potential threat range doing mortal wounds when they charge in also they've all got rend three attacks across all of the gate breakers doing damage three so they're really 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 punchy and then they all hold objectives really really well so you can concentrate that firepower into areas the good thing though to do with these units and this is really important is to make sure you fight near or honor objectives you don't want to just run away and just charge enemy screens that won't work 
ever. It's not good. No matter which battle plan you're on. Yeah. Um, so just very, very useful to get in and uh, like and, and fight people, basically. So an amazing list. Well done to James. And I mean, also four models as well. Like how fun to just paint that up. So it's a, a four drop army, but you can just have loads of fun with that. Like, and it will look really cool. Really, really chill games where you just like your opponents having to measure loads of stuff and move loads of miniatures around you just got to move four models around just just run them around and have fun smashing stuff so congratulations to him shane uh Nishri, uh put a Stormkeep stormcast eternals list together which consisted out of a lord arcanum on griff charger a knight draconis a lord relictor uh he also had a bastion carthalos yeah who i would slap if he said made jokes about my wife um uh and then Two units of two Storm Drake Guard, a unit, two units of Vindictors, and the Everblaze Comet. And the Everblaze Comet. Uh, so, congratulations to him on going 4 1. And then Jack McQuiggan with his Seraphon list. Interesting to see him no longer taking the Dread Saurian, which we've seen him take several times. And instead, he took a Thunder Lizard uh, Seraphon list, which has got Celestine Prime as an ally, Lord Crow, Skink Priest, Engine of the Gods, Saurus, Ashroth, Banabara, Skink Priest three lots of 10 skinks and then a bacillon with solar engine and a bacillon with an arc Sotek, which i've been running recently and is just really 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 fun very cheap lots of wounds on a one-up armor save very effective loads of really good uh, interactions between command abilities especially command abilities of the realms and how that interacts with the bastillodon fighting at top bracket means that his armor save goes back up which is a really effective way to bait someone in for a kill and then try and defend your unit which i think is really good there's some just really good stuff the prime in there is really strong as well so overall um looks like it was a really fun event shout out to the structure war gamers and i hope you had a good time Quan. Uh, okay the ogre club over in the czech republic first time nailed it absolutely brilliant was an event powered by the zoomers i'm talking about they've got a very young player group over in the czech republic which i think is really exceptional we have a few of them over here as well for instance the team wales team is divided into kind of the zoomers and boomers uh a kind of category and it's always great seeing new young people play competitive age sigma because it means that when we're all in our old people's homes playing our tabletop games with each other will at least have some of the young'uns to come and bring us some sprues so we can keep playing which is really good so it's love to see the next i love seeing the next generation play so lucas uh won the event he went 4-1 but michael and also uh marek um uh went 4-1 as well so these are the people and the lists are really really interesting lucas who went top 4-1 uh, was running a seraphon thunder lizard list and it had croak and ashworth banabara and an engine of the gods and all of the bits and it had three stegodons as battle line uh, with cogs but congratulations to him so a bit more traditional but still interesting i love seeing the triple stegodons i think that that's a really cool list however however michael who's only 15 um went 4-1 with his slaves of darkness ravages list um uh, and he took a dark oath war queen another dark oath war queen uh and then he got a chaos sorcerer lord another chaos sorcerer lord and another chaos lord oh sorry a chaos lord and a chaos lord on manticore who's got the arcane tome and flaming weapons meaning he's really the punchy piece of the army now in ravagers you're able with each character you have in your army, you're able to summon a unit of 10 Marauders, which is really quite useful because that means you generally tend to have a lot of characters. Dark Oath War Queen is really, che really cheap, but has a command ability allowing you to get plus three inches to your charge. And the War Scroll for the 
Marauders is crazy. It basically can almost always make that nine inch charge. It's like a 98% chance with the plus three inches to charge from the War Queen. It auto makes a 10 inch charge, which is insane. In addition, there was 30 Chaos Marauders, 5 Chaos Knights, another 5 Chaos Knights, and then 10 Chaos Chosen. Now, those 10 Chaos Chosen with the Mark of Zinch could do some amazing damage in close combat. And the Chaos War Shrine, which is pretty uh, standard for these lists, because you need to reroll to hit and reroll to wound from a prayer on the Chaos War Shrine. And then he also took the Eightfold Doom Sigil. And truthfully, I don't know why that was in there. Michael, if you're listening, and it would be great if you did... Um, uh <laughs> it would be great if you could also write up your list on the honest wargamer website because i'd love to see um uh, what you think of this list and then also in the 4-1 bracket we had a corn list reapers of vengeance we had scarbrand who we've seen feature in lots of corner lists recently that have been doing well Bloodthirster of Incense and Rage, Slaughter Priest, Bloodsecrator, a Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince, uh, obviously with the mark of corn, then a Bloodthirster of Infected Fury, and then two times five flesh hounds two times five uh, sorry two times ten blood reavers and then five wrathmongers and the hex gorge skulls which is a really really fun so you can give up the blood reavers to generate blood tithe points really early we've got two units of five flesh hounds as well uh, which i guess can generate some more blood tithe points if you want Saves the Darkness Demon Prince, really good for slowing units down uh, so you can charge in with scarbrand who can do all of the big WAP damage that you exactly want. Big Zuma power. Shout out to Marek Cradaxus uh, as well. So shout out to all these people at this event. It looked like it was really, really. Okay, so actually at the end of this week, a thrilling set of results and a thrilling set of lists. We should also take a moment to look at the stats produced by Ziggy and Rob, as you can see here, which are free on the Honest Wargamer website, to just really give us some indication of exactly where the meta is. I did a video on this a few weeks ago, which I actually don't think I posted because it felt it was a bit ranty. But basically, the Age of Sigmar meta isn't in a bad place at all and hasn't been for most of the game. There are problem units, sure. There are mechanics in the game which aren't fun or enjoyable. Definitely agree with that. But... Actually, it's looking closer and closer to more more where we want the game to be. These are all the results from Age of Sigmar 3.1, which is from the Winter Edition, and 3.2, which is the beginning of the Battle Scroll with the Prime Hunters and Priority Targets. And as you can see, Big War is doing well, although that's not loads of information at a 61% win rate. And then everything else is like kind of okay until we get to some of the losers at the bottom uh seraphon are at 58 percent win rate and then daughters of king and legion of the first prince are at 56 we always say between 45 and 55 is good and actually like 56 i guess we'll let them scrape by with that one percentage extra so we've got two armies that are standout problems big war and seraphon big war is a bit of a data aberration and big war and seraphon is an interesting one because the first time uh, the first time you actually, uh, thank you to Gangs Paradise for donating £5 to the show. Oh, yes! Yes! You too can donate to the show, by the way, either by joining the Honest Wargamer Patreon or subscribing to us on Twitch. Patreon's better, though. Or, if you want, just make straight cash donations, which would be really great. But anyway, uh, or you can listen to this as a podcast for free, watch this on YouTube for free, watch this on uh, Twitch for free. It's all free. You don't have to donate anything, but if you wanted to, that'd be free freaking sweet uh anyway anyway anyway, anyway. so between 45 percent and 55 percent is okay so we've got two armies that are too good seraphon and big war okay two that's great previously in a sigma three it was a lot um 
it, was, it was a lot more disparate. We had a lot more armies higher up. So actually, this is really good. And some of the lower armies have started to bring themselves up a little bit as well. But below the 45% bracket, we do still have some armies that are a problem. We've got Blades of Corn, right? We don't know if they get an update soon, but we hope that they are. Yeah, Fire Slayers have just had their update. So we maybe see those numbers rise. Not really sure. Cruel Boys did have their new book recently. And unfortunately, they probably aren't going to go up anytime soon. Skaven again and get a new book um, along with Silverneth. Uh, later on in the year ocr bone reapers we don't know anything about them and probably they're still going to keep struggling silverneth um there are some viable builds definitely but they're going to get a new book nighthorn are going to get a new book hedonites at the bottom as we see have a 35 percent win rate but we have seen them go 5-0 just this weekend so it's absolutely fair to say looking at the stats really gives you some good information on armies that will and won't do well but that doesn't mean that if you don't try really hard and level your skill up, you might not be able to push some of those armies that aren't very good higher up the board. And truthfully, they are the armies that I tend more, I tend to find more time that I'm talking about. I tend to spend more time talking about, sorry, because they're of more interest. If I generally see a Thunder Lizard list with some Salamanders, a Basilodon, and Croak doing well, then I'm generally at this point not impressed. Not that it doesn't take any skill to do it, but it just doesn't really sing to me. Yeah, whereas it's really fun watching some of those low performers do really well. Um, and uh, it's exciting that this weekend seems to be made up of those uh, underperformers doing well over the course of the weekend. So shout out to everyone who is pushing those more difficult armies around. Also shout out to all the people who still are pushing the other armies because like you're all trying, which is great. Um, so I've just really done that YouTuber thing there where I, I include everyone. Uh, like if I actually know, if you're pushing a good army around, you're a jerk. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean that i don't mean that i mean if you play out there playing games and having fun with your friends that's all that really matters but but uh shout out to everyone uh thanks for tuning in to the honest wargamer i, I do this live on twitch every monday when we do the uh, event results show if you guys want to tune in um and yeah thanks for listening if you listen to the podcast stay hydrated if you're watching it back then please do leave comments like share comment all that other jazz uh and love you all see you soon bye